A stu- stu- Studio D production. It was just every time I would get a call, you would just hear billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. <laughs> uh, that gives um, me Carl Sagan flashbacks. Should we make the podcast great again we and should, do introductions? We should do. <laughs> make juice come out of my nose. And success. Sit down, I want to tell you a story. A really weird and messed up story. everyone welcome to effed up family story time i'm salem and i'm jess and i'm bell yeah there we go i just wanted to shake things up we did it we I, did it i like how she followed my cue i picked up on it sometimes. the last time i was on because i always thought you didn't want us to because i thought you wanted the you and hannah thing and then you said something like i'm always waiting for someone to do it i was like oh done next time i'm well, on like <laughs> i like improv i like the unexpected i like to be thrown off of my game just as like as oh. much as I like to throw people off of their game, so oh, I'm gonna work harder then. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to work harder on our improv skills in that aspect. Just Maybe in general, we need, we, we need should to... get together and play uh, whose line is it or anyway? Skits or because we, that's how I did ninety percent of my improv classes. We just did whose line is it anyway prompt, right? Yeah. Or there's other things, or like if you play those games, like do you remember that game? I forget. Was it cahoots or something? And it had all those weird things you had to do. Sometimes you had to familiar. get up and dance. Are you Sometimes talking about Quelf? Oh, Quelf. No, Quelf. Quelf was a card game, wasn't it? Quelf yeah. was like this weird card board game where you like maneuvered around the board and you had to get through, but then you'd pull the cards and it would have you do weird shit like make you get up was, and dance. Or I thought that was I the remember, one that had letters on the cards um, and you made words. I'm thinking no, of something. No, you're thinking of something else. Okay, then and then Quelf, you had yes, to we, like, Grandma like has Quelf run around. Basement, or Kelly. We played it. The so night before my wedding. Can Remember I borrow Bethany it? Yeah, was in town and we no, all but slept like it. shit like that. We should have. But that would give us prompts. Like we might have to write something. We might have to get up and do something. We might have to. Can I please borrow it and play it with my new roommates? You have it's to ask grandma's. You have to. Yeah, it's a family game. So grandma. ask grandma where it is. I mean, she's right down the fucking street from you. You could walk now that you've not abandoned get tired. me and moved away. I love it. I'm like, ooh, Belly's closer to me. Now. I am. I'm a lot closer to you. I could walk to Kelly's um, house. She Quincy, could come Kenny over on Sunday and, and hang out, and watch football. Ooh, yeah. But we should get into the yes, story. What is your story? All right. So for the story this week, I'm telling the story and. It is going to be about a house and the family that moves into a house. So I just want to see when you guys figure out what I'm talking about. Okay. I just, you were pausing so long that I'm like, is she expecting a question? Yeah, like, no, like, we already trying, did Amityville. I'm like, are we I'm supposed trying to, to say be something? Okay. We are talking about 657 Boulevard. Does that ring a bell? There's no... It's just Boulevard. 657 Boulevard is all I'm going to say right now. Okay. So. Who doesn't name their street? Is this hell we're in? Like, what the fuck is happening? It's Boulevard. It's in. Is it Boulevard Street? No, it's just 657 Boulevard. I can't (laughs) handle this. Boulevard Street? (laughs) Westfield, New Jersey. I still, I need a minute and then I'll be okay. Just 657 Boulevard. I'm going to say it a lot. I'm going to say it a lot. I need a minute to get to like. Like, it has no name. Boulevard like, is it Street. 650 
Seven Boulevard? 657. God damn it, I can't handle this. Okay, I'm good. I'm I, good. So I'm good. they are... Boulevard. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. There's like this like... Uh, Kyla told me that they are renaming like Evans Street or something because Evans was a racist. The guy that the street is named after was racist. And <laughs> I like, suggested that we just name it Iliff because Iliff turns into Evans, but then we looked it up and that guy was also a racist. I know, right? If we- and instead, <laughs> if they're if they're going to be so hell-bent on changing every single oh, non-numbered God. street because every single right. one of them is named after racists because that's just the foundation the of the country that we were anywhere. built on, we have to name him... Like Boulevard Road. Why don't no? It has to be stupid shit no, like that because if we're gonna make it numbers. stupid, it's or gotta letters be or numbers. No. A Street, no, I B Street, like Park DC. Drive Avenue, I totally Circle Street. <laughs> I want totally ridiculous shit Lane that you would drive. see in a Highlands Hills neighborhood, oh like my God. Devil's Head Way. No. Or oh my God, I watched this great show. It's an Australian show. Real quick. Um, one of the jokes in it it's hilarious it's called deadlock lock like lake if you're scottish deadlock all one word i don't um, know what you said <laughs> like, it was like those memes where people will take a sentence and then translate it into french and then it, in french it's just like that's like what that felt like anyway but one of the jokes is that a detective comes from darwin australia and is looking at like street names and place names and they're all horrible like that like Devil's Hill Road <laughs> Death Trap Circle yeah or just Hatchet Lane my favorite that I came up with was Waka Waka <laughs> be Waka Waka Way <laughs> oh my god I would do everything in my power to live on Waka Waka Way Sometimes I get curious about what the, like, mortgages are on. (laughs) Shut up. I don't know. The mortgages on what? On High Street. In Colorado, (laughs) I often like I drive past it, and I remember I had like friends that like lived on High Street in like a a house that they rented, and they told me that they paid like a couple like extra hundred dollars than they would have. Yeah, like guys are fucking idiots. No shit. Um, And it makes me wonder how much like houses are in comparison to just like the street over because it's High Street. Because the street over is like Aspen. All right. Well, we're talking about 657 Boulevard. This is going to be a hard one. Westfield, New Jersey. All right. So in 2014, Derek and and Maria Broadus purchased 657 Boulevard. I can't. I couldn't live there, man. That would be so weird. So um, they had three children. So Maria had actually grew up and grown up. I don't know. She had grown up. She grew up. She grew up. In. She done growed up in. She done growed up in Westfield, New Jersey. So it's kind of a small New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Okay. All right. So uh, Maria had actually grown up in Westfield. So Westfield is a very small town with a tight knit community. It is one of like the top suburbs to live in. Um, kind of, I don't know, hoity toity kind of in a way. Upscale. Upscale and maybe the kind of place that wouldn't like outsiders foreshadowing. I um okay. 
But Maria actually grew up in Westfield, which is kind of interesting in this story. Derek grew up in Maine, and he came from a poorer family, but he had worked really hard, and he was a senior vice president of a Manhattan insurance company, so he did pretty well. So they purchased the home on 657 Boulevard, and um, it was a 39-square-foot, beautiful home. Three-story, six-bedroom, four-bathroom. 3,900? 39,000, no, 3,900 square feet. Okay, I thought you just said 39 before, and I was like... Maybe I did. 3,900 okay. square feet. Uh, that's huge. That is that is three... No, that's four of my and houses. And I assume that, that doesn't... That is four of my houses. And I assume that doesn't include the basement because the basement wasn't finished at uh, the time yep, that they okay. sold it. I don't know what New Jersey laws are, but I know in Colorado... You can't count it if You it's can't count finished. it. Sometimes you can't count it if it is finished, mm-hmm. I think, If it doesn't on, meet certain standards, yeah. right? So we've established this is a beautiful home. They purchased the home for like $1.3 million. It sat on like almost a full acre. It sat back and this was from when? the road. This was in 2014. Oh, okay. And it's a, it's a small community. Like where they are in Westfield Boulevard. I don't know. They never say street or drive, but the road of Boulevard and that neighborhood is like a very tight community. It's the kind of place where people, when you move in, show up at your door with a casserole or some cookies to welcome you to the neighborhood. But it's not always necessarily because they are interested in you as a friend or being friendly, but more because they want to know who you are and why the hell you moved to their neighborhood (laughs) kind of vibe. Right. So... They purchased the home from a family called the Woodses. So John and Andrea Woods sold their house to the Broadduses. Okay. They closed on the house like in early June. So they they closed on the house and they didn't immediately move into the house because they wanted to do some renovations. So on the 3rd of June was the first day that the construction workers showed up to the house. And on the 4th of June... When Derek brought us, was at the house, he checked the mail, and he received a letter. And the letter was in a crisp white envelope with handwriting, and it just said, to the owners of 657 Boulevard. Um, and this was how long after they bought the house? I don't know. Just a few days? I'm not exactly sure what day they closed on the house, but they hadn't moved in. I mean, it was right after they closed. The closing hadn't been made public. Within a few days, he gets this letter. Yeah, it wasn't public record yet that they had bought the house. And so the only way anybody would know that they had moved was somebody in the neighborhood or somebody seeing the family, the Woods move out, and the Broadduses have the construction workers come in and stuff. Is this... Um, what that show that Ryan Murphy did on Netflix is about, is this that story that it's based off of? Might the, be. The Watcher or whatever the fuck it was oh, called. Oh, say it with such disdain. I don't remember what it's called it and is, I hate it, Ryan Murphy. It is The Watcher, yes. But I hope your story's better than the show because I made My story is the real story. My, the show is I not. It is it, though, this is the story? Yes, this is The okay. Watcher. Yeah, I'm, no, because I remember looking up the story and then being like, well, the fact that they fucking ended it with like a cliffhanger like there could potentially be oh, a season I don't, two. I don't even know. I made it halfway yeah, through the second episode and quit. I was just like, I am so fucking bored. It was boring. It was a like 
their long periods that they thought were suspenseful. It was just fucking boring. Like, yeah, it they was, didn't do it well. They didn't do the suspense well. And it well. wasn't true. Like, most of it wasn't true. So yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to hear the true story. Rivet me. All right. So it's 10 p.m. or around 10 p.m. You got to imagine Derek gets the mail. And he's standing outside when he opens this letter, handwritten to the owners of 657 Boulevard. That's already a little weird, you know. Right. Just, I mean, I guess like resident. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. But why? Weird. Yeah. And handwritten. And so, all of that shit is like stamped, like from Comcast, resident of. Um, so I, what I you, get handwritten address letters from the Jehovah's Witnesses over on Milky Way by my house all the time still. So it's a thing. <laughs> So, I just get letters pinned to my apartment door. What he pulls out is a typed letter that reads, Dearest new neighbor at 657 <laughs> Why? Allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. Like, you sound like a someone from the Dark Crystal. No, it's just... Like a, a Skeksis. Like, it's, a, it's a personal joke for me because I watched, I watched the Netflix show and i listened to a few podcasts <laughs> and every time they would read the letters it would be that totally modified near neighbors you know so you're and so doing this it. is my own voice so no, you i'll just channel the little jim henson little, <laughs> i was thinking of like i don't know dio when he's talking oh, somebody, <laughs> dear neighbors anyway dearest oh. new neighbor at 657 boulevard allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades. Now, and as it approaches the 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched the house in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me, was your old house too small for the growing family, or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out at any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. Why did you keep looking at me? I'm sorry. I don't know <laughs> why. It was funny. That's what um, kept cracking me up. You know what wouldn't be residing inside those walls if I got that letter? Me or my fucking family. Like, well, that's and, like not a ghost. That's like a person watching you. I will run the fuck away. Ghost, and that is maybe exactly what happens. So Derek, like I said, it's 10 p.m. He reads this outside. Fuck and that. so he reads it, realizes that somebody might be watching him right then and there. He runs into the house and turns all of the lights off, which I think people have questioned that. They're like, I would turn all of the lights on. But if you're being watched, right, you can't you be seen in a dark right, house. You can't be seen in yeah. a dark house. You're not hiding because everybody knows that if the lights turned off, someone's in there. But they can't, but they see, can't you. see through the windows. Yeah. That's how I hand. Like, that's why you close your curtains at night. That's why I never and turn lights on. And you open them in the day. Yeah. I know. I hate light, too. I'm always doing that. I'm like, is it lighter or darker in my room? Like, do I need to close the curtains or can I change without anybody seeing through the window? So... 
Derek runs into the house. He turns all the lights off. He calls the police. The police show up. He shows them the letter. And they're like, you know, we don't really know what to make of it either. But there's not a whole lot that we can do. They ask him if, you know, he's got any enemies or if maybe there was somebody that wanted to buy the house that didn't get it. And so now they're pissed and they're trying to Could scare you him. imagine the kind of life you have to live so that when somebody asks the question, do you have any enemies? You have to answer yes. Right. <laughs> like, I know, like, well, I've got like, like two that I can think of off the top of my I head. Mean, like, yeah. I stole this one girl's boyfriend, so maybe her. I mean, I, I always know. have like, at least one person that I'd be like, mm, yeah, it might be them. Yeah, I have a couple people that I can think of that I've pissed off enough. You don't recently. have any Belle. I don't. That's have any good. Enemies. That's Belle doesn't life. piss people off. She's too Belle. Yeah, I don't know the word know. for it. You, like, it needs its own word for what you are. Kyle calls it. My chaotic optimism. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. I do too. Um, <laughs> all right. So Derek, after he talks to the police, he calls or he goes home to the family. They're still they still have the previous home. They haven't sold it yet. The kids and Maria are still living there. Yes. So did the police like even try to dust for prints or anything on well, the envelope they, or letter they or mailbox the, even? They took the letter into possession, but at this point they really didn't do anything I mean, with it. It's 2014. They could have dusted it I and at least ran prints I through the system. I think they're thinking it's just a prank or it's somebody who was like yeah, pissed. You know what? When somebody dies, yeah. they're going to be kicking themselves. That's you, true. Like every time they're like, oh, she's just a runaway. And then a week later they find her fucking mangled body. Well, Plus you three know others. Me. I have, <laughs> you know me. I have a knack of covering stories with police that show inadequacy so that may have been the case thing i I think that's a police being outraged today so this is good there's there's not a lot of outrage but but there but they do (laughs) there's not a lot of outrage but they don't necessarily put the effort into it that they should have because it seems like it's very minimal work on their part to dust it for well, prints they do and eventually, run the prints. They do eventually like, test um, for DNA. Oh, they do uh, DNA? The see, I'm not even asking for that much. I'm saying prints, run it through CODIS, see what comes through. No, that's yeah. the DNA one. No, CODIS is fingerprints. I don't know, whatever. Anyway. The National so, Database. So Derek returns to the family's home, the their original, their previous home, and he tells Maria about the letter, and they decide to contact the Woods because, you know. I was hoping they would do that because I was thinking, like, let's see if yeah, the other people just got like, a letter. See if they got a letter. Well, in the letter, though, I guess it's specifically. So here's one thing: is that the entirety of all of the letters, because there's more than one, have not been released. Okay. So, what has been read or portrayed in a lot of like podcasts or shows or whatever that talk about it is not the full letter. But I guess in this letter, they specifically mention the woods and say something along the line as like how grateful they are that they followed their not request because it wasn't their order to bring young blood to the house. That what? Yeah. Fuck. What did they do? Oh, the woods. I don't know if I like Mr. and Mrs. Andrea Woods It's really So so Derek emails them and he asks them if they had received any letters. And he mentions, he also wants to know why the Watcher mentions the Woodses specifically. And it makes it sound like the Watcher is colluding with the Woodses to get them in the home. And Andrea Woods responds the next day and says that she has no idea who the Watcher is, doesn't know anything about that. But they did receive a letter right before they moved out. So not while they lived there, but right before they moved out. She says, okay, and that 
the letter was similar in nature, but the impression I get is it wasn't quite as like ominous. It was more like, thank you. Like we see you're leaving. Right. Thank you for, but something about young blood in that too. I don't know because they, because Andrea didn't take it seriously, thought it was a prank or something and threw the letter away. Well, and if they're moving, like if you're leaving, why wouldn't you? Like if it's different than getting it when you're moving it for sure. Yeah. Because you know what I do if I got it when I was moving in, I'd move. So if I'm moving, I'd just be like, fuck you, creepy yeah. guy. I don't know what's going on, but I'm getting <laughs> yeah, the fuck out I'm of here. I might leave it with a note on the counter like, hey guys, not sure what to do, but as we were leaving, we got this letter. So hopefully everything's cool for you. So Andrea and Maria then go to the police with the the letter that Derek and Maria had received okay, so telling the police that yes Andrea had also received okay. a letter so the police at this point decide to open an investigation so this might be when they collect the letter to do okay. the DNA on it the police do advise Maria that she shouldn't talk to anybody about it because the neighbors are suspects right. and so you know keep it close to the vest don't tell anybody especially if they're really as creepy as they made the next door people in the show at least how much of it i watched they're creepy fucking neighbors and it's not the 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 netflix story is so far from the fucking truth it's sad and it was still boring i don't get it like if they're gonna stray off the truth so much it could have been more exciting right yeah so over the next couple of weeks the family decides not to move in and the construction is still going on sometimes the family will go visit the house the kids will play there but they're not sleeping there they're still staying in their old house why would the kids go visit the house it's a beautiful home i think that they wanted to enjoy it like they wanted to live there and enjoy it that just sounds so weird the kids but they didn't sleep there no the kids and the mom would visit the house Derek would work and then he would come by and check with like construction workers they They were there but then they would go home to sleep and stuff there was one time where a construction worker told Derek that he noticed the um, that there was a sign he'd hammered into the ground and the next day had been ripped out and thrown onto the lawn. Who knows who did that? It could be just be a kid doing that or something. I know, a teenager something. being a dick. It's like the equivalent of baseball or mailbox baseball, right? I mean, one time Kyle and I walked out of a show downtown, some community theater show, and it was over by where Coors Field is and his car back passenger window and the car right in front of us back passenger window had just both been blown out by like a show of like machismo like somebody walking around with a crowbar yeah. and just was like watch me punch out this car because nothing not a single thing was taken from either cars it was just two fucking drunk well, there assholes was like three times that just like that punched somebody, out a window I mean, and then the other it. one probably punched out the other about window. destruction though there was one Kids time. Kids are assholes, is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah essentially. So are adults. Just, just like people that are out stupid there. and it could have been anybody. <laughs> it's so, me. There was another incident where the uh, construction worker, his name was Bill, he told Derek that mm-hmm. um, the neighbors behind them would set their lawn chairs oddly close to the property line. And then there was one day when the man that lived there, 
was staring, like had the lawn chair turned facing 657 and was staring like at the house. So that was weird. Is that supposed to be those creepy neighbors in the show? It might be. Yeah. Yeah, Um, And then there was another time when Derek was giving another couple that lived in the neighborhood. He was giving them a tour of the house because they had expressed interest in like the renovations, wanted to see what was going on. Just like, I think neighborly curiosity. See, that's the kind of suspicious I am though. I'd be like, why the fuck you want to come in my house? But while they were walking through the house, the woman said, it would be nice to have some young blood in the neighborhood. Oh, fuck that shit. And so Derek, having used the term young blood, which was specifically in the letter, kind of freaked out. And so that really bothered him. So at this point, they're getting paranoid. They like think everybody's in on it, right? They're totally paranoid. They won't like the stay whole neighborhood. There. Like this is like they're all doing it to me. There's mm-hmm. shows like that. Like I mm-hmm. wish I could remember one that I would reference where the whole town is against like one person. Two weeks after the first letter was received, another letter arrives in the mail. Fucking hell. Maria so discovers this one. Yeah, I know. This letter reads... Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. Fucking stupid street name. (laughs) The workers have been busy and I have been watching you unload cartfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time they will. I'm pleased to know your names now and the names of the young blood that you have brought to me. You certainly say their names often. And at this point, Maria realized that in her, like, overly concerned nature with everything going on when the kids would play and stuff, she was often calling their names, telling them, get back, you're going too far, stay close where I can see you. So she had given the watcher the information now that he is using against her. And so the letter continues. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement, or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic, or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher, and I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Bradis family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I will be watching. Okay, first of all, (laughs) if I got a letter... Saying things like, have you found what's in the walls and all the secrets yet? And I had enough money to buy that fucking house and renovate it. You better believe the next day I'm going to the contractors and I'm like, open every fucking wall. I want to see, I want to see from room to room. I want 
beams and yeah. nothing else. Fucking gut this goddamn place and yep. let's find what's in the walls. Totally. I would hire like somebody with one of those x-ray I'm machines like, I or will something. Go you don't have to knock all the walls right. out. You can just oh, no. x-ray the shit. I'd want to be certain. Like just fucking open it up, man. <laughs> and I'd want to touch whatever it is because I bet it's bones. I'm sorry. That was weird and creepy. I stopped. Oh, I love touching bones. <laughs> <laughs> also weird and creepy. So after they received that letter... Of course they're not moving in now. And Maria and Derek agreed that they would no longer bring the children to the house. So just knock the fucking thing down. Raise the shit, right? Like, just bulldoze it. <laughs> what are All you right. going to watch now, Wrecking bitch? Ball. Play Miley Cyrus while you do it. Just wrecking all the shit out of that. So then in July, a few weeks later, they received a third letter. They didn't check the walls or anything. Like they no, they they don't even like go there anymore. I don't think it's so, right. so. How many weeks how do you was not that? Look, like how do you not fucking look? So how and many? See. I know. How many weeks was that after the second letter? Um, I'm not sure exactly when in July, but if the second letter was two weeks after the first, which was on July 4th, then it would probably be like, like mid July. I would think. Yeah, yeah, sociopaths usually have few like weeks. patterns and two timelines. or three weeks. Yeah, so. Um, the third letter read, Where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. What? Will you do it in a funny voice? Where have you gone to? Thank 656 Boulevard is missing you. The house is crying from all the pain it is going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You are stealing its so history. Fancy. It cries for the past and what it used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. He roamed its halls? Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I know. I know. He's never lived there. He like has admitted throughout the other letters he hasn't lived there. See? Knock the motherfucking thing down. Like, come on. Where is the pragmatism in these people? Okay, so the letter continues. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard when I ran from room to room imagining the life with the rich occupants Ew. there. The house was full of life and young blood. Ugh. Then it got old, and so did my father. But he kept watching until the day he died, and now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine I again. Hate this fucking guy. Who is 657 he? Boulevard is turning on me. It's coming after me. I don't understand why. Good. What spell did you cast on it? I don't know. Make it stronger. It used to be my friend, and now it's my enemy. I'm in charge of 657 Boulevard. Anymore, it is bitch. not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Ew, Boulevard. No. Stop changing it and let it alone. Fucking no okay, now I'm I'm back. No. Like can I make it stronger or do we just knock the motherfucker down? And no I knock it down. And no I am never bringing my children back here. Like the no. fact that you ask should tell you that I'm going to say no. Like you ask me to bring my children here in a creepy way. Who says fucking yes to that? Yeah. So at this <laughs> like, point, <fuck. laughs> at this point, the family is like not ever going to live in the house. They decide they need mm -hmm. to sell the house. They they sold their original house. So they had to move oh, in with so Maria's. They had now. moved in with Maria's parents. Okay. So they're living there and they're still paying the mortgage on the house. Fuck. And that's where we're at. And we're going to take a break. 
so hmm, I think I would go live there by myself and like send my family away on an overseas vacation for a while. I mean, I have enough money to buy that house and renovate it. I can send them to Paris or some shit like that. Right? Yeah, but they don't have the money anymore because you got to figure that they bought the house for 1.3 over 1.3 right. million and they put $100,000 into renovating and they sunk all their money into this house. If they don't sell this wow. house, they don't have any well, money. Well, that's a poor decision then. You should always make sure you still have extra money in reserves in case you lose but money from really, your investment. they really, wanted this fucking house. A house is an investment, <laughs> not just something you desire. Well, they didn't expect this. They thought they would renovate it, move in, gradually pay the you mortgage You know what I learned and... five years ago? Expect everything. Hey, little shemmies. Thanks for tuning in. While we were on our break, I just wanted to let you guys know how you can get a hold of us if you wanted to send us an email with your spooky stories. I'm still waiting for you to tell me those so I could tell them to you. Our email is ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you on the various social media sites. We're ffsthepodcast on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us at E-F-F-E-D up story time. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, Shemmies. And uh, back to the show. We should get into Let's story do though. this. Hannah is I've coming at some like point. I've said that like 27 times today. Will you cut them all out? Because I don't do know where this. this let's do this is coming from today. <laughs> like, I, did I join a frat last night? Is that what happened? <laughs> let's do this, bro. Frat boy Jess. All right. So where we left off, the Broadduses had just received their third letter. And they had decided they needed to sell the house. Well, go ahead. No, just had a weird idea that probably nobody else in the world would ever do. Why didn't they stake out the mailbox? Oh, well, they're okay. So <laughs> sorry. There was a period of time where Derek did stake out the house. He would hide in the dark and he would watch, hoping that he could see like somebody watching, somebody put something in the mailbox, anything that would like clue him in to who might be doing this. So he did try to kind of stake it out. Good for Derek. There, so we're going to talk about some of of the suspicions. So, okay, so at this point, they've gotten three letters. They no longer they're uh, not overtly threatening, but s- s- sinister. Let's use that word: sinister. Yeah, three sinister letters. Scary as shit. Yeah. And they've decided to stop all renovations and not move into that house. I don't know if they've stopped the renovations. They might still okay. be doing the renovations because that's something wonder, that you don't necessarily just stop. But well, they've decided they're not going to live there. I wonder. So I had a thought. Like the other family said, they didn't get any letters until the end. But this new family got him from the beginning. Well, they were renovating. And he's made comments about, did you find what's in the walls yet? Yeah. And I wonder if these letters started because mm-hmm. he thought they might find some Maybe sort there's of something... weird secret in the walls. Like, have you yeah. found what's in the walls yet or whatever? I don't think anybody to this date has actually looked in the walls, honestly. Like, I know. Like, I know. If like, I had if I, I had mean, $3 like, million, dollars, I would if, buy the place. I would have been the... First thing that I, I fucking did, like, did, I'm on Jess's boat, where, like, like, I would, like, if I had that money and I was already and hiring I, contractors. If I didn't have the money, I'd hey, be in there with a sledgehammer. I'd call my sister and be like, guys, we got to find what's in these walls, I bitches. So all of the letters were postmarked from Kearney, New Jersey. 
Wait, so I just assumed they were hand-delivered. No, they were actually mailed. Fuck, that's why I was like, stake out the mailbox, because I thought somebody was putting them in there. Well, that's a dumb idea if the mailman's no, delivering them. <laughs> but it's still not a bad idea. I mean, like, I would still... He did, like, Derek did stake out the mailbox. That was one thing specifically he wanted to see if anybody put something in the mailbox. Like, But they were all postmarked from Kearney, New Jersey. They were just dropped off, so, so anybody... how far away could, is Kearney, New not Jersey? Not very far. I don't know exactly how so far, but... So it's feasible that somebody who huh. lived near there could have anybody driven in there the and neighborhood could have done it all right so there was one point when Derek was talking to a neighbor just kind of about the neighbors that were in the area and information about them and this guy (laughs) this guy that he was talking to was like a neighbor of his with someone in between does that make sense so the next next door neighbor and the people that lived in between were called the Langfords and they were a family Um, it was Peggy who was a widowed woman a widowed mom (laughs) and she had four adult children and I think all four adult children lived with her which isn't like I mean, if you're in this area, I'm assuming these houses are pretty fucking big. It, so. And you're like wealthy, maybe. I mean, shit. Well if I had off. a 3,900 yeah, square foot house, true. not including the basement, all you fuckers would probably like, live with I guess me. That's true. I would probably live. With I me. guess yeah. that's true. I was just thinking, like, okay, their son lives with them or whatever, but like, all oh, four kids live with. But you make a good point. No, it's but like your family mansion, family home, and they're gonna inherit it, and they're all gonna live there forever. It's like that's bad. how I think of it's it. It's like a bad episode of Clue. Episode of Clue. You know what I'm saying. But but, like everybody lives in the house. But forever. your reaction, your initial reaction, wasn't that different from the neighbor's reaction. Like, they ooh. thought it was kind of weird that all of the adult children and were lived they there. married or anything? Or no, were they all I, don't, I don't know about all of them. Because that makes it creepier. I know two of them. So one of I know about two of them. I don't know like and details. If generations about the other have two. been watching this and they all lived. Oh fuck. Sorry. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so one of the children was named Michael, and at this point he was in his 60s, okay. and everybody in the neighborhood had described him as being qu- kind of weird. Somebody actually was quoted to say he's like a Boo Radley character. That's mean. It is mean. Um, wasn't Boo Radley mentally handicapped? Yes. Well, Michael had been diagnosed with schizophrenia when okay. he was a child, so he never really had a job that anybody had noticed. He never really worked, and he would kind of hang out, and he was kind of weird. He would kind of watch people. He would be close to, like, you know, kind of be on people's property. <laughs> so that initially became, like, Derek's focus. He was like, it's got to be Michael because he's in right next door. And some of the things that had been mentioned, and I don't know, I guess I'm, yeah, I skipped over this before when I was reading the letter because the second letter um, actually has detail. Again, <clears throat> not all of the letters have been released. So I have like information about stuff that's in the letter, but not the specific wording of it. At least I couldn't hmm. find it. But in the second letter, it is mentioned the three children And how I had said, you know, he said, I'm so pleased to know their names now. Well, he lists their names in order of age. And then he talks in detail about their daughter, who he says he has witnessed um, about how is she a keen artist? I've seen her painting on her easel. All right. So the easel is in the sunroom of the house. And if you're looking from the Langford's property, you can see that. So, like, there's some of these things that this guy talks about seeing 
that it's like he's looking at it from behind the house or he's looking at it from a neighbor's yard. He's not seeing all these details from the front. Sounds like he needs to get a job or something. He's got too much free time. But the access to like the visual (laughs) of the easel and like the names being called Michael Lankford is a prime suspect, right? Derek, he he thinks Michael is like a key suspect. So he goes back to the police with this information, with like evidence of the proximity of the property and like the neighbors saying that he is a bit weird and he sometimes does encroach on other people's property and stuff. And the police said, you know, we actually did have the same suspicions. And we interviewed Michael. And he said he didn't know anything about the letters. He knew nothing about the watcher. And we believed him. So we don't think he has anything to do with it. So Derek didn't really take that as like. But it's like, it is. It's like hard to be a cop, though. Because, like, they don't have any evidence. And it's just fucking letters. And they have to go off their instinct. It seems that this man... It doesn't necessarily mean that he's completely eliminated. He's just not... There's nothing to say he is the suspect. And they believe what he's saying to them. So the police had interviewed him. They kind of had cleared him. And then they got the DNA results back because they did send the envelopes out for DNA because I'm assuming it's licked. Like the sealed part of the If envelope. he's stupid, otherwise, use a fucking sponge, people. You're yeah. going to mail something. Don't lick the fucking it's, stamp. It's and 2014. You can get the actually, fucking... Actually, I was just going to say, actually, you don't have to lick them anymore. It, you, the adhesive ones. Yes, that's what we use Wear gloves so you don't get any skin cells under the sticky part. Ever since I saw the episode of Seinfeld where his fiance dies oh. from licking <laughs> the wedding announcements because he had to go with the cheap... <laughs> fucking printer that she didn't want to use all right so the broadises so when they did the dna sample it came back as a females so this eliminated michael but it drew attention to his sister abby who also lived in the home and was 60 years old uh, or in her 60s um and so they did like interview her and they did a little investigation on her but they really did they get a swab from her one of the um they did uh they did do a dna comparison and she was not a match one of the reasons they thought it might be her was because she is a real estate agent and they thought that maybe she was pissed off that the woods hadn't like contract contracted her to sell the house and so maybe she wanted to try to get them because it would have been a really good commission if she could have sold a house that mm-hmm. big but she was cleared because the dna was not a match Did but they this, do any like partial matching so that they'd know if maybe it was her brother or anything like that i could not find any information okay. at this point the broadises had decided they have to sell and they listed the house but because of all of the weird things that have been happening in the neighborhood i mean you got to imagine you have neighbors that buy this house they immediately start construction but they never move in Mm -hmm. they never really got to know the couple so they weren't really considered a part of the community and the rumors got out with that so the house was already being talked about and then even though they didn't tell anybody about the letters Michael was interviewed, so he knew about the letters. Mm. Somehow the information about the letters got out, and it, like... Well, who knows if it was the previous owners, because they did tell the previous owners that they got a letter, too. They may have said something. Yeah, they might have said something. What was it, John and... 
Andrea Andrea Woods. Woods. Yeah. So who knows how it got out, but it got out and the rumor was out there and um, they did have like a couple of offers on the house. But then when it came down to it, people didn't want to live there because they had heard about this. Right. And glad I'm not a millionaire because I'd have been like, I'll buy it. I'm tearing down the fucking walls. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what happens. (laughs) The Broadduses, they did not think that they, they were not comfortable selling the house to somebody without disclosing. So this is part of the issue. I mean, that's, so they just good human beings. Any though. person that's so good of them. Any person that put an Aww. offer on the house got full disclosure. They should be sainted. And uh, this was part of the reason they had trouble selling the house. People didn't right. want to live there because it was scary. And so after multiple times trying to sell the house, knowing that they were doing the right thing, they started to think about the fact that the Woodses mm. had gotten a letter and they didn't. didn't disclose it. And so while I don't know if I agree with this decision, they decided to sue the Woodses. They wanted a full refund for the price of the house plus interest Ooh, that I, they had paid. Uh, I don't know. Because, like, they, if they had been getting letters as often as the, what are they, the Broaders or something but like that? But they might have been. This is the thing. Right, they, were, was they, anybody getting, maybe everybody was getting letters. Yeah, no, but they just didn't tell anybody. That they, the only thing they admitted to was that they got one right before they moved out. And there were people that think that, well, Andrea, they admitted to getting the one letter. Why would they admit to that if they had been receiving letters all along? Like if they were keeping that secret. But when people lie, they will give little bits of Mm -hmm. truth to lend credence to the lie. That's not a really good reason to say they didn't lie, but there's no evidence that they lied. Right, right. There's no reason to say they did lie, but there's no reason to say they didn't lie either. We just know what they told us. Exactly. So they sued... The Woods, Woodses, and the lawsuit claimed that they had fraudulent, intentional, and negligent concealment. That seems excessive. Misrepresentation of the property of the house that they also had knowledge that was potentially harmful to both Maria and Derek and their children and that they wanted a full refund. The case was dismissed. The judge decided there was no grounds for this. Um... That they had, they didn't have have enough knowledge to really be held liable. They don't even have an actual copy of the letter that the Woodses say they got either. So, like, where there's no evidence that the Woods even knew anything. They say they got a letter before they moved out, but where is that letter? Where is the letter? And I don't think in New Jersey that there are laws about having to disclose shit like this before you move in. So. So, at this point, the town of Westfield is starting to become concerned with, and and what's funny, this is a year after the letter started, but this is the first that the town's really starting to hear about it, because they had kept it a secret f- right, because, from everyone, and, and the police had kept it quiet. And, well, and because according to the letters, this has been happening for generations, it well, seems like, the according to, to other letters. people, if other people don't if, come forward with it. Or, well, but that's what I'm saying, so this has been happening forever, but it's all been like secretive and and hidden and the town of westfield was scared and and they had a town meeting and at this town meeting it had been a year since the first letter and at this town meeting the police said that they had done exhaustive work on this case and so the town shouldn't worry and it's been a year since they've received a letter so the town shouldn't worry and the town work the town did kind of question the exhaustive work because none of them had been questioned. And some of the fucking town people had, the, had said, like, how could they have done exhaustive work if they never even came and talked to us? But <laughs> at this point, the town, 
as towns, communities mm. like this, I think Gilmore Girls with this type of community, like, you know. Small town, everybody knows it. Small everybody. town, Northeast. New England, Gossip. kind of. Yeah. Northeast, yeah. Um, Gossip, you know. Everybody like, knows everybody's business and everybody judges everybody else. And, they, and everybody and, feels like they have a stake in the decisions their neighbors make. Exactly, that kind of shit. But the neighbors started talking, they started gossiping, and they decided that the letters were written by the Broadduses. They decided that, like, they didn't know exactly why. What? Who decided this? The neighbors did. Oh, well, in their neighbors are stupid. I feel like if they... They cited that because the none neighborhood. of the uh, because none of the previous tenants had brought up the letters, so that's probably why they decided. Oh, this is a new thing with them, so they must be faking it or something. But why shit would like they? That. Like, I feel like if I were so, faking it and trying to, I don't know, for whatever reason, I wouldn't like not move in, especially so they, after I spent all of this money. Like, yeah. it would be a lot more believable. Like the fact that they haven't spent a single night in this house that they're paying for so their reasoning was that they that was financial that they bought this house that they couldn't afford they sunk everything into it they decided they couldn't afford it so they wanted to defraud the woodses by saying they got these letters and that that was the law like why they filed the lawsuit but they wouldn't have made any money they wouldn't have made any money at that point. They were just trying to figure out how they could move. Dump the house. <laughs> they just at this wanted point. to like they can't sell it, so they just want to pay it off or whatever. Like. And so some of the neighbors even went so far as to like start posting shit online. And this shit got so big that the the cut, which is like a newspaper, <laughs> oh yeah, did an extensive article. Oh my gosh. Um, the and then the reporter had said that when he interviewed the neighbors, most of them were just concerned about their property values. Oh so my God. here's the thing: is like most of these people. People weren't even concerned about the scary shit that this family went the, through. Yeah, the, the possibility of that their fucking children. Right, this, that the possibility that there's a crazy person watching not just yeah. this house, but if they're watching this house, are they watching other houses? What do they know about you? Like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you wonder how much they might have known who wrote it if they weren't scared for themselves. Or maybe just because it targeted these people and maybe they really did believe the Broadduses did it. At this point... The cut did the fucking article. There is no way they're selling this house mm. to recoup the money that they need. So they decide to rent it out. It takes them a while to find a renter, but they do. They find this couple who has no children and some large dogs. And they're like, we're not too scared about it. <laughs> Me. Did they just only I'm like, did you get a hold of Jerome did, and I before we had kids? We Me never and had Kyle. Had like, <laughs> did they disclose to them everything? So this couple, so th- so the couple literally was like, "We have dogs; they'll get anybody." Well, and they were a little <laughs> trepidatious about it. Just fucking put up cameras and shit. That's and what there I would was do a, first thing. Yeah. There was a clause in the agreement that said that they could leave at any point with well, no penalty, no like having to pay back rent, no fucking security deposit. That, all that would shit. be That's smart of them with their lease. That though, would be what would convince me. I think I'm thinking if like me and Kyle, even with just like, the cats, like if I had the opportunity scary, to live, leave, right. And this big, beautiful fucking yeah, house fucking with mansion. just me and Kyle and, and a couple dogs? of dogs. I mean, that sounds awesome. I, if I have to throw away a creepy letter every now and then, I'll fucking I throw mean, away might, a creepy letter. Especially I might, if I have the opportunity to leave my at any landlord moment. how they feel about just opening some walls and seeing what's what. See what's inside. And just be like, hey, I'll repair it. I'll get it re-sheet-rocked or whatever. No, I just might ask them if they'd pay for an x-ray machine. 
machine, like one of those that they use. They have them, I'm sure, where you can check oh, what's yeah. in the walls, you know? Uh, it would be no a ver- damage There's, to your building. There are versions that are like ground penetrating radar, but you use them on a wall or yeah. things like that. All right, so. They had the clause in the agreement that they could leave without any consequences. What I wrote here, this is great. They could leave with no consequences if a feared. If a um, feared. <laughs> two weeks after moving in, letter four arrives. Wait, so this is the renters? Yes. With the big dogs? The letter is addressed to the spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. Oh my God, <laughs> I love it! <laughs> See, that kind of shit right there would maybe be like, I'm not that afraid of you, dude. You're clever, but you don't scare me. You're a fucking nerd. Well, like, I'd be... What are you going to do? And as the renter, I'd be like, oh, this isn't even for me. (laughs) Well, Uh, I would text me like, hey, can I open this? (laughs) You got another letter. You want me to read it to you? (laughs) So two weeks later, two weeks after they moved in, they received this letter. It arrived on February 13th. And this is what it said. You wonder who the watcher is. Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me. One of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and you were too scared to tell anyone. Good move. I watched as you watched from the dark house as you attempted to find me. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my order. All hail the Watcher. Maybe what a- the, Wait, what does his minions do? Nothing happened except his letters. He's the only one who did anything. Except for they're gone. And everybody thinks that they wrote the letters and they failed in their lawsuit and they failed. And those in... are his soldiers I don't who made know. that happen? Sorry. No, I don't know who his soldiers in. I'm this just saying that's how delusional. he failed. Anyway, sorry. That's anyway, how he failed. Maybe. Anyway, maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you fell sick day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mis- too dramatic now. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. You are despised by the house and the watcher won. Weird. The watcher won because they're not there anymore. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. That sounds like somebody's trying to make himself feel better yeah. about something stupid. What? Well, so my feelings about the Watcher and his letters up t- till now are like, you're creepy. What the fuck's wrong with you? This last letter just made me think, God, you're an arrogant idiot who doesn't know anything. Yeah. And I really just don't like him now. Yeah. I'm not scared of him. F- that letter made me not scared of the Watcher. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. There's a lot that's in it that makes me like, that's creepy. That's scary. But then if you read it again, it's like, it's not a scary. Like, it's like a lot of. It's like a 13 year old. A lot of posturing, a lot of like making myself seem scarier and bigger than I. Usually people who are posturing don't have the fucking the oomph to back up what they're talking about. It's like a 13 year old kid trying to play a prank and scare someone Mm -hmm. and they suck at it. Like, yeah. I don't know how long the renters lived there, but eventually they were able to sell the house in 2019. Took them. Who bought it? Six years. I don't know who bought it. 
So we can talk about some of the sus- suspects at this point, right? All right. So we've had the two, the two who live next door, Michael and his sister. There's the guy that lived behind that sat in the lawn chair that was weirdly close to the property oh, line right. and, and was staring, it. staring at him. So right. he, and, yeah, okay. So he, I don't have his name, but he had a daughter that he said. So he was interviewed because so the the Broadus is over all of this time. They hired a PI. They hired FBI agents. Can they you hire FBI retired agents? FBI? Oh, okay. Agents. I'm like, wait a minute. You can somebody, buy the government. Somebody did a profile. Oh, you can always buy the like government. formed one of the FBI agents did like a profile okay. based off of the letters, and he said he thought that the person was probably older. That they read a lot based on the um, the way that they constructed the words and uh, like you know the grammar and shit. They also said that they could see what they felt like was a real anger behind like seething behind the words but the lack of profanity mm. suggested a less macho person which could if, lead to female maybe. which the dna also suggests female mm. but that could also be like you know hey mom lick this envelope for me so the guy that lived behind them when he was interviewed um he said that he had a daughter that grew up and married a man that lived in 657 Boulevard as a child. Uh he said that he had lived there for 40 the this man that lived behind him had lived there for 47 years and then he also made a joke where he was like, "Yeah, my son told me that the watcher letter sounded like me and it sounded like something that I would write. Ha ha ha. But nothing was ever followed up with oh, that. What the fuck? Um, so he, I mean, it could be benign, but that's weird. That's, that's a fucking weird, weird fucking thing yeah. to say that like, oh, you're looking for the person who wrote these letters. Well, guess what? My son thinks that I wrote them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, there's also, also weird yeah, that's things. That's a thing that I think I would like omit. Yeah. Unless, like, directly questioned about. But you know what? Which makes you wonder if he's guilty because if he was guilty, he probably would have admitted something. Oh, no, there's. See, but I've learned that admit something and then be like, but well, why would I say that if I was guilty? You know, it just adds another layer of deception to it. You always got to act like you're meant to be there and they're doing nothing (laughs) wrong. So. We talked about lawn chair guy and uh-huh. his really weird fucking comment. That's fucking, uh-huh. There's also the people that live next door. And there was a weird thing. There a couple things that the police said and did around Michael being interviewed. Like, so they brought Michael in again for a second okay. interview. But then after they interviewed him, they were like, you won't be getting any more letters. Oh, no, this was after the first time they interviewed him. The police actually said you won't be getting any more letters. Which is kind of what? a weird thing to make you think that, like, the, they handled the, so the problem. So the police interviewed Michael and then told, or wait, no, who was the next door neighbor? Michael. And what's, and Derek. Derek, the, yeah. So Derek they the told Derek, after the police interviewed Michael, they told Derek that the you letters You won't be are, getting any more letters. That's fucking weird. Yeah. So that kind of makes you think maybe it was Michael. But then there's the weird thing that the guy that lived behind him makes you think that maybe it was him. And then there's Um, the fact that the whole town banned against them, like the whole neighborhood banned against him and tried online to make it look like it was the Broadduses that wrote the letter. Do you think it's the kind of town I've always wanted to live in where every new person the town bands together and fucks with them? Yes. Because I would live there and I would love it. I'd be like, oh, guys. Well, guys, we got a newbie coming in tomorrow. That's one thing they talked about is how there is a certain amount of like 
what you might call hazing that goes into newcomers that move into small towns like this, yeah. especially but this where is money excessive. is. But, but I don't think the letters were part of the hazing. But I don't know. It's just fucking weird. But that's weird. what I'm saying. Like, there are... I imagine, maybe I watch too many movies, but I imagine there are weird communities. You just don't hear about it because they don't want you to hear about it. Who do shit and like I'm that? I'm sure there are several of them in the it's mountains. Like a, it's because like a cult that's some oh, places, culture? There oh, are some fuck. places that Kyle and I will stop to just like get And gas. they're like, what the fuck are you and doing they are here? Like, Who are you? And you're like, I'm sorry, I just need to pee. Is I'm like, allowed? I just want to buy this Coke and put 20 on one, please. Like, <laughs> please, please don't take your banjo out and start playing. All right, so... One of the ways that you have evidence that the town kind of banded together was when the family was trying to sell the house before they had found a buyer. you got to figure six years, basically, of tr- because they immediately, within right. months, wanted to sell the house. Six years of trying to sell this house. And their lawyer said, hey, you can't find a buyer that wants to live in the house because of all of this. Maybe you can find we've got a landowner that wants to buy this property, mm. wants to cut it into two lots and put two houses on it right well the the requirements in in the city of westfield new jersey are that you have to have at least a 70 square foot lot if you split the lot that 657 was on it would be like a 67 foot lot and a 68 foot lot and so they had to get special consideration from the from from the government which they had given to other properties in the neighborhood. So it's not an uncalled of thing. It's unheard of thing. It's like this archaic law. It's not necessarily a bad law because they're trying to maintain this like open. They don't right. want. Yeah, I appreciate they that. They considering want I could touch my neighbor's house outside <clears throat> exactly. of my bedroom Considering window. we live in Denver where they're trying to turn every single square foot of space into a yeah. fucking apartment complex. But they had done this before, and it was barely below the requirements. But the community came together, and it was voted down 100%. Are you fucking kidding? Whoa. No. Yeah. So there, so there's kind of like this evidence I'm that the community in on the community terrorizing new neighbors yeah, thing. Yeah. So anyway. But they're doing it wrong because they'd be able to terrorize two new neighbors if they split it no shit you'd be in the town meeting being like well consider this <laughs> like we i'd be like two for the I'd price like, of one we could double our fun guys like <laughs> double the pleasure double the fun like let's do this shit <laughs> one of the reasons that i i personally don't believe that the broadduses were responsible for writing I, I think it's kind of a silly thing but it's not out of like I mean, we're talking about some crazy person that's writing letters. It's not outside the realm of um, impossibility. But what are they getting out of it? They had, and they had to pre-plan this because a letter was sent to the Woodses before they moved out. So they would have had to send them a letter and then send themselves letters. Well, but and it would have had to have been Maria because it was female DNA. But the thing about it, though, is nobody saw the Woods' letter. The Woods were like, yeah, yeah, I think we got one. But still, the fact that they would even say they got one and go to the police with Maria... But also, also, I just want to say, so so Derek and Maria were wonderful fucking people. They volunteered. They helped children with cancer. They fucking gave money. Derek, like, headed a fundraiser that raised $13,000 for, like, cancer kids. Maria, at one point, won a humanitarian award. These are not the kind of people that are just no. going to, like, defraud people. Yeah, absolutely. And the, fact, the fact that yes. they... 
disclosed to every single person that tried to buy the house. They right. disclosed to every single renter that like, they if- rented out to. In an age where money, it, this was right. in 2014 and above, it's, like that money yeah. fuels everything these like, days. And, and they, the fact that they you, sat on this this drain of their if finances they just to for sell so the long, house, yeah, they could have sold and it. And they immediately. wrote them. They could have just been like, "Look, we made a stupid mistake. Nothing's going on with the house. We wrote these letters. We just want to sell it." But clearly. They didn't care that much about getting the money and selling it if they were disclosing this creepy shit no. to every buyer. And they yeah. overall lost like over four hundred thousand dollars during this whole process. Um, and to the end, continued kids. disclosing. Yeah, there was another like <clears throat> they had a couple of other fucking. Leads. I'd be an asshole. They had like some girl that had pulled up out like they were doing a stakeout on the house like they did some investigation yeah. they were doing a stakeout on the house and some girl pulled up and they questioned her and she said i don't know why she was there but her boyfriend played games online he would play weird weird and dark games and his game name gamer name was the watcher and so but they investigated him and they said it was closed and so like sounds like the police wait, were in went, on it wait she went yeah. to well, if it's uh, the whole town, it sounds whole like town. it's the town. The whole town's in on it. If it's the whole town, like that's what I'm talking about. If I was mayor, the police would totally be on my side, and we could do West whatever the Field. fuck we wanted. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's really fucking weird. Nobody I mean, me. a lot of people it think odd. that it was Michael that lived next door. Right. It would make sense, like because the person had information about the inside of the house, and it would make sense mm-hmm. if he grew up in the house next door, and the, the Woodses did have children. They could have played over there. They would have played. He would have been in the house. He said he roamed the house and stuff. Wait, but the Woodses had children, but he was old. He wouldn't have been the same age as the Woodses' children. No, the Woodses had children that... He was in his 60s. The Woodses were probably older than him. So oh, so their children the were Woodses grown? The Woodses had like moved to like a retirement okay, place. Okay, I didn't realize I think, that the Woodses' Manhattan children were grown. Okay. Yeah, they were grown and yeah, out of the house. Like a young couple so he, for so some They kids, had lived yeah. there for like 20 years. And they lived in that house for a long time. That's weird if they didn't time. get any letters for 20 years. Well, that, if it was Michael and he was upset that the Woodses left. It could have been that when he found out they were selling the house. And he had access to the house and he had knew the kids and stuff. And then they left through the tunnels secret tunnel but anyway that's my story i don't really have any more i think that's um, a good story it's so it's just so fucking weird i just the thought it was thing. really weird the complete like most people who think of the watcher case will have watched the netflix show right not which done is any bullshit, research apparently. on their own and realize it really isn't that fantastical it's basically you you can parse it down to a family that moves into a house gets scary letters and decides to sell and leave you know i mean i mean, yeah. I mean gets very scary letters and are warranted for not wanting to stay there and keep getting them and, like, and, it, and not wanting to bring their young blood into the house yeah for no, that's the creepy house. as fuck that's i wouldn't want thing. that like, either if i didn't have fucking if i didn't have kids i'd be like, I'd be fuck, like fuck this i'm like, not young but i'm old bitch well, like, and this is put a lot of money on this damn house like, this is one thing that makes me think of michael too he was diagnosed schizophrenia and some which, of the yeah. stuff that he says like the young blood and things like right. that it sounds very... almost like a schizophrenic kind of but ideal but it's just so like i feel like we're in a bad 
British movie and some small town like in the Cotswolds where everybody's in on the joke except the new people. Like that's what it feels like with the what the guy behind said. The fact that he sits at the edge of his property and watches the house and then he says the thing like, oh yeah, my son well, said that it sounds that like police, I wrote the letters. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Just like all the weird shit with and the, the police, police too. They and, talk to well, Michael and, and then tell they were Derek, like, well, like, you're not going to have any yeah, more issues. But remember the fact that the letters have female DNA on that's them and true. there was also the thought that the police discovered that it was Peggy, the mom, that had written the letters yeah. and she would have been in her 90s and they didn't want to arrest a 90-year-old lady for some letters so that they kind of swept it under the rug well, because they're a tight community and maybe some of these people knew Peggy when she when they were kids. But and, it's just a letter like the they could have definitely knocked it down to something where she would just like get a fine. Yeah, but I but still maybe there's that thought they were protecting well, her. Well, when the whole town does it, the police are in on it too. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean anyway, it's my town. police would be if I was mayor. How weird. <laughs> Because I you'd be best there. friends with the sheriff. So the house has been Because if sold. you were mayor, I would be the sheriff. Oh. No, I don't want to be the sheriff. <laughs> You're too ADD, but you could be a deputy. I don't want to be on the police force. Okay. I'll do anything so else. So the house has been sold. <laughs> we're making our own town. Let me now. see if I can figure <laughs> I know, out. We're all going to pull our resources together and buy one. I would be such Who's sh- going to be mayor? I would be such a shitty mayor like that. Does our family have to hold an election? I like a mid-level of power. I don't like that much responsibility. Like That's I like I like autonomy and I can make my own choices, but I still have somebody who's making the Big decisions, right? Like, so, I just want to be the face. <clears throat> so the house was sold. This would be the scary thing for nine hundred fifty-nine thousand dollars to Andrew and Allison Carr. As far as I know, they still live there. Nobody has claimed of getting any letters since they've like like the new owners haven't claimed getting any letters. They're they there, the walls which I would. Though. I know. If knock I were... the fucking walls out. I mean, I don't well, care I would if I got letters. I would look in the walls for no, sure. No, but you bet your ass, as somebody who, you know, really likes to stir attention around themselves, if I moved into a house that was like, you know, like this like notorious house for like receiving these creepy right. letters and I received a creepy letter, you bet your ass I would be like, hello, everybody, I received this creepy letter. Right. Like, no, see, at the very least, I'd get some of those, uh, what do they call them, like the pen cameras and drill a hole in all the walls and like at least go in and scope it and see what's going on I mean, in I the would- floor. Like those are little holes. You can patch them easy. I would think if the new owners got letters, they would have. Oh, I let think the so. Old owners know because you know Unless they just they're in on it, it too. Yeah, or maybe well, they live there. How would the new owners be in? Maybe on they're, it? they're children of other people that live in the neighborhood that they wanted to have the house. I feel like that would have made it into the news <laughs> at some point. Probably, I unless the town wanted it to be made into the news. Any journalist worth their salt would have discovered that Probably. and reported on it. Like, well. Salem, that was a fucked up story. Now it's time for <laughs> something not to fucked up. Like that. I don't like Salem. <laughs> One thing does it suck. One thing does it suck. My bad. <laughs> what were those notes there, Belle? Ha! That just makes me think. I recently rewatched Parks and Rec, and it just makes me think of their the warrior cry for Camp Athena. Yeah. <laughs> and Evie happened to be in my room when that episode was on when I was watching it this last time through, and so now I keep random. She gets so mad. I'll be in my room. She'll be in the living room, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, stop it, mom. All right, so Belle's, Sorry. Get, Belle's no, gonna have that her thing that doesn't bad. suck. I've not been on one of these for no, a while. That's, that's fine, but Belle's gonna have the same thing that doesn't suck I because do I slacked and suck. I forgot to come up with one. And I saw it this morning. So Stephen King, in a recent Rolling Stone interview, admitted that because of his love of Mambo Number no. Five, oh, 
his wife threatened to divorce him. What? Yeah, he was writing one of his books. <laughs> he thinks he was working on... 92363, his 2011 novel about a time traveler who attempts to prevent the assassination of John F. Kennedy. That was made into a Hulu TV show. I haven't yep. watched it. I watched part of it. It's got older Franco in it. There's oh. there's older Franco and baby, and, Franco. and baby Franco. That's what I call them. I know you. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Baby Franco. Um, I like him better than older Franco. Baby Franco is cool. But... Stephen King said, when I write, there are a lot of things that I listen to a lot, and a lot of it is techno stuff or disco stuff, but techno in particular. He listened to a lot of LCD sound system and Fat Boy Slim. Oh, fuck. Um, I divorce him, too. He he said that he had the dance mix, he loved the extended play things, and he played both sides of it, of the Mambo Number no. 5. Uh, one of them was just total instrumental, and he played that thing oh, until his wife said, one more time, and I'm going to fucking leave you. <laughs> And I, I said, think I love his wife. I sent the article to Kyle and I was like, hey, I think you've said this to me too. <laughs> one more about, time and I'm done. About Mambo one, number five. Oh, I was going to say about <laughs> one piece. I love Mambo number five. Oh, that's so funny. I saw that Do headline guys, and I was like, damn, me my, too, Stephen oh, King. Like, so <laughs> there's that podcast. I don't even know if it's still on because I quit listening to it. Not on purpose, but I just quit driving to work. But it's called Pump Up the Jam. Oh, it's, yeah, and and they do Mambo Number Five oh. on it, and they tear it the fuck apart. I love Mambo <laughs> Number Five. I they sang also... that song at karaoke one time, and oh. one of the regulars that goes Isn't to that karaoke one in my life, yeah. a little bit of Monica in my side, a little bit of Sandra's I need, a little bit of Rita's. She knows the fucking words, Salem. This is a problem. No, I sang this song at karaoke one time. <laughs> And one of the regulars that like will hang out with Hannah and stuff. So I get up on stage and I'm starting to sing Mambo number five. And Hannah tells me afterwards. So Jennifer, one of those regulars, she turns to Hannah and she goes, why is your sister singing Mambo number five? <laughs> that was great. Um, that was great. Happy, that's the thing. That that. Suck. My other thing from Punch Up the Jam, every time I hear the song now, because I like the song, they did a... Uh, you make my dreams come true oh, by Holland Oates, yeah. and they make so much fun about the part. And as soon as they did, I was like, "Oh my god, they're so right." Where he goes, oh, "Listen to this," and then it just goes, "Bumpa, bumpa." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about it, but it is really funny. And then I think it yes. goes, "Bumpa, bumpa," again before he starts singing again. Yeah, that's funny. So that well, makes listen me think to this. Of, um, <laughs> well, listen to this. That fucking part bum, in that Flight of the Concord song. Which flight of the Concord the, song? The hippopotamus versus oh, rhinoceros. Hippopotamus. Oh, my lyrics are bottomless. I think it's time we should go, though. Because we should go. Before we go. Party like bananas tea party. Before we go, I do want to point out that I wasn't the one that brought up One Piece today because Jess brought up the chat. So it was me. Nice. Round of applause. It wasn't me. Good job, Belle. Didn't do it. Good it was job. bound to happen, but it wasn't me. Good job, me. Belly. It was me. I'm thinking about watching the live me. action. <laughs> and if it's as good as you say, my life it might then good. be devoted to I love Buddy the, the Clown. Watch, anime. watch the live. I know. I, and I then, will. And I then, just haven't gotten it. I'm never going to watch the anime. anime. I and probably, then you should that's read the, the problem manga. Is I will probably get sucked into the anime if the live action is good. Because I won't be able to handle what's going to happen, not knowing what's going to happen next.